we're just like half of this is just wanting to talk about shit we like. <laughs> let's let's talk about fangirl crap. So, all right, fangirls guide to the internet today. We here don't have a lot of rules about anything. We do have all the warnings though. Um, lots of language, spoilers for everything, and for a whole lot of nonsense and tangents and uh, hopefully good times. You end up watching stuff because the internet tells you so, or like someone on the internet tells you so. But you did see sort of a mass move to Tumblr and we are all the way up to 50 million tweets sent per day but like about eight times we don't have math degrees we don't have math degrees right (laughs) wine for dinner (laughs) get to see like the best sound bites from the cast and like crew (laughs) the worst so can I ask what are you good morning (laughs) I'm on my second cup of coffee so I'm pretty chipper Oh, good for you. I uh, got up 10 minutes ago. I can't find any coffee here. Oh. I have some water. I'm in the middle of the desert uh, hiking in Joshua Drew family, but in a really nice Airbnb. So, well, you know. it's a, She says shit. really nice Airbnb, and what she means is a different rock somewhere else with Wi-Fi. <laughs> okay, this one's literally a rock, though, which is hilarious. It's I like, know. In a bunch of boulders and on a hill. Hi, guys. Welcome to Fangirl's Guide to the Internet. Oh, yeah. Hey, all. Uh, I'm Catherine. I'm AK. And I'm Ashley. Uh, You can find us on uh, all your podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google. Um, You can also find us on Tumblr at Fangirl's Guide to the Internet, Twitter at Fangirl's Guide 2, uh, you can find us online uh, at Fangirl's Guide to the Internet slash Spears. Yeah, yeah. How's all that coffee going for you? Shut up. <laughs> um, um, you can also email us if you want uh, at Fangirl's Guide to the Internet, all one word, at gmail.com. So, yeah. There's a lot of ways you can get involved with fangirl nonsense. And if you email us, it's really fun because it's email roulette. It's like, who's going to answer? It's true. It's true. It depends on whether I remember the password. It's usually me because I have it on my phone. It is never me. It's never (laughs) Ashley. Well, you've given it away now. Shh, quiet. Right? Um, Happy Pride, guys. Yes, exactly. It is June. You know what's messed up though is that in my city they it's May. It's Pride Month. That's um, dumb. That is dumb. Think, That's okay. In my city they don't do it until the fall. <laughs> oh well, okay. I think ours is because I'm in Long Beach, which actually has a really big Pride Festival, but they don't want to compete with. I think LA is June, so they make it so it's like two months of Pride in the in the well, LA area. The Dyke March was Friday when I was leaving work. And then Boston's big Pride Parade was yesterday. But it's Boston, so it's it's Pride all month. Yeah, oh, Boston. I know, right? Yeah, that was my first real Pride stuff was, yeah, when I was living in Boston. And that was also, like, the years that I actually could go. <laughs> like, we, we've been since we've been in L.A. and in, you know, to Long Beach is one. And... It's it's fun, but like we're a little older now, and also like it's getting, it's getting more commercialized, maybe. So like, <laughs> we we were at like I mean it's always commercialized, but like I got a I got quite a story. So last time we went to the Pride Parade, there was like some you know, 
groups and things and acts and like, you know, dance teams and there's some awesome cheerleaders and stuff. But then like randomly, there's just like a Walmart truck just driving in the parade. It was not even decorated. Like it looked like it was just looking for the freeway, you know, like it's, <laughs> it probably was. there's, there was like no, nothing, no like big banner that says like happy pride or whatever. But so there's like a lot of that. It's like Walgreens and Vons. It's like every corporation just drives a truck and then like all the local politicians and stuff, which is like, okay, well it's mainstream. It's good. Whatever. But that's not really the the feeling that you want to get when you're going to sit there for two hours. And, you know, you want to be just like, like in Boston, like lightly hung over and watching a bunch of like awesome dance (laughs) troops. And, you know, that's just like my lunch breaks (laughs) on the common. I, I don't, I don't really mind the commercialization of pride in that when it's companies that like really do support you know their lgbt um employees well you can tell when they do that because there was also some commercial ones i remember the last year we went that were really cool because it was like like boeing was hadn't left town yet and so it was like a tractor trailer truck where they had it all decked out and it was like all the employees who wanted to be part of it and like throwing candy and stuff i was like no that's how you do it you know you you involve your you let your employees decorate some stuff and like enjoy it and you know I mean, Starbucks is really letting us down. Starbucks has always had an, uh, 100 on the Equality Index. And now what they're doing with, you know, this this suit, this trans employee has has brought mm-hmm. is bullshit. And I'm very disappointed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, t- I don't know. I used to work with Starbucks. So, like, I still keep up with right. that shit sometimes. But, like, Howard Schultz is kind of nuts and I don't like him. But I- I'm disappointed in the company overall. But anyway, what are you guys watching? <laughs> Oh, someone else go first. Um, uh, go ahead, Ash. I'm trying. No, I'm trying to think of something that I watched in the past week. That isn't or, what we're talking about. Okay, that isn't what? what we're talking about. I will talk about what I'm watching. Fantastic. What are you watching? Good Omens. Oh, 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 yeah, that's what I watched this week. Yeah, because I told you to. Yes, and I honestly I would be finished with it if I didn't have kids. Um. But yeah, Good Omens on Amazon. Uh, it's really good. It's been so long since I read the book that I don't remember the book no. at all. Yeah, I don't remember the book at all, even though I read it and wrote thick about it. I, um, I love that. And I love that book. It. I think I read it at least a couple of times. And so I've been a little hesitant to watch that because I don't want it ruined. It's good. and But they do like add things that aren't in the book, like just for a seamless adaptation. But it works because Gaiman was really involved. Mm, oh, yeah, okay. um, I know somebody where it's like their favorite book, and they really like the series. So okay, and John Hamm as Gabriel—that's one of the additions. Like he's not in the book, but it's John Hamm's favorite book. Oh, okay, I mean, you wouldn't think of John Hamm as a, a guy who reads. Oh, <laughs> oh, you wouldn't. But, <laughs> no, this is the thing. Neil Gaiman emailed him. Okay, John Hamm told Neil Gaiman he's like, you can never. This book can never be adapted for. TV and Neil Gaiman emails John Hammond is like hey do you want to play Gabriel in Good Omens he's not in the book also I'm an idiot who's trying to adapt this Whoa. and John Hamm replies yeah and he signs his emails Ham in all caps <laughs> that is something I believe so but he, he's perfect well I, yeah I, okay I mean the cast anyway, looks amazing so I mean you can tell they really went in all in, all in on this and oh yeah 
I want to watch it. I just, I think it is on my list. Like I even was like, oh, it's coming out on this day. Get ready. You know, it's great. And I have never more in my life thought that Aziraphale and Crowley were married. Yeah. Taylor's been telling us that for four months yeah, but when you watch it, it's it's really apparent that they are married. Okay, interesting. All right. Well, I mean that is um that is truly that, and the the new um what we do in the shadows is is available now. I've been seeing a lot of that. Yes, I haven't I haven't started watching it yet, but it's it's supposed to be great. Yeah. No, we've yeah we've chatted a little bit about that because of the movie. So those are. Those are things I'm not watching, but will be. <laughs> this, this segment's going to end up becoming "What do you want to watch?" Because that's fine. None of us have time to watch anything. That's fine. We could do that. Um, um, yeah. Okay. Mine's mine is this and this. I'm still on the two things, <laughs> but I am. I am watching Gentleman Jack. Okay, so Eat today we're freaking proud of me, man. It's been nothing but critical role, which I'm still doing too. But I'm um, very proud of you. It took you too long, but I'm proud of you. Yeah. And today's episode is Gentleman Jack, people. We promised it, and we are delivering. We are here. It is for you from the desert. <laughs> um. So just, I mean, just to say a little bit about the series itself, it it is historically based. Um, it was supposed to be a limited series, so like a single, but it's been renewed for season two, which we're all very happy about, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, that makes a lot of sense to me because I'm not I'm not finished watching it, but I I get it. Um, and kind of watching the earlier the front half of the episodes, it feel the pacing feels super fast. And so it makes a lot more sense to me that they thought maybe they're getting the story out in a limited arc. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not like, oh, we're going to we we have 20 and then we're going to do 20 more and then 20 more. It well, when they, might have stretched some of the storylines out. When they when they first started doing it, they thought it would be a limited series. They thought they would just get their eight episodes. And right. So it. like it makes sense the way that some of the earlier episodes kind of move quickly through relationships and things, because if you got eight and you're done, you better tell a story. I think, though, that the pacing, I, I feel like they'll keep it because I think it works for this and it works for Anne and, like, who she is. Right, right, right. Anne Lister, not Anne God, Walker. Uh, <laughs> so many Anne's. So many Anne's. Well, as, as being part of a couple who has the same name, I really appreciate this thing. <laughs> I know. And I really, when Ash and I were recording our Podfic uh, episode, you guys were on my brain when I was <laughs> saying that they should have had the foresight to like not have the same name or to have longer names that you can shorten because like, you know, you guys aren't both Kate. That's yeah. 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 It's true. It's yeah. Um, it makes it a lot easier, but, but yeah, I get it. it it's uh, it hits close to home. <laughs> So the first season isn't over yet. Uh, actually, the the finale airs tomorrow. Okay, from when we're recording this. From when? Yeah, from when we're recording this. Uh, the first season will be over once you hear this. Oh, look at how time works. Hooray. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, before I even watched this, I knew I, I like I knew. Well, obviously, they didn't tell me I had to watch it. But then also, it makes so much sense that this adaptation worked so well that it that it is Sally Wainwright from Last Tango, Happy Valley, Scott and Bailey, all those things that that 
we know and love. And, and honestly, that was how I got Kate to watch it with me. I was like, Oh, it's the person from happy Valley or from last tango. Cause we, we, really I was about liked. to say Kate did not watch happy no, she Valley. Did not. <laughs> that is not a Kate show. No, but, but we both watched last tango in Halifax and we really, we really enjoyed it. So she was like, Oh, okay. Maybe I believe you now. Um, so, so we're both um, watching it. As I said, this has a historical basis. Uh, Lister was a real figure. She uh, is kind of dubbed the first modern lesbian. And she was a really uh, prolific diary writer. But so we're not going to get into that today. Uh, we What we are going to do is uh, in the future, um, <laughs> soon, sometime this summer, we are going to have a special Gentleman Jack episode. Special. special. Um, Part two. And... <laughs> And um, we're going to have Emily as our guest. And you may uh, remember her from our Supergirl episode. Um, and she actually knows a lot about Ann Lister on a, like a scholarly level. She's a professional, um, so professional fan girl. Like living the dream. Yeah. Like legitimately. Yeah, living the dream. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll get in sort, into that uh, in that episode. Um also, there were two earlier Ann Lister adaptations that apparently were done very poorly. Um, and I think we might end up talking about that a little bit in the historical episode as well. Did you? So. Did, has anyone here checked any of those out? No. Nope. Mm, ditto. Okay. Do we have time? No. no. <laughs> um. That that was just the general chatter I heard is that they weren't done really well. They they were just a little. Well, given how uh, the internet will find this kind of content if it's at all good and tell us about it, the fact that we didn't know to watch it tells a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Gentleman Jack, um, the show is fucking awesome. It will. And months and months ago, you know, I think I saw when they put the trailer out, I remember sending you guys, I don't know what it was, if it was a text or a whatever with it, with a link. And I was just like one line. So we're watching this, right? (laughs) Like from, you know, from the start. Um, I want to hear your guys's, your guys's take on it because I'm newer to it than you guys are. Um, I have a few very small comments, but I will let them them fall where they may. Well, so Ash and I were talking about this earlier. This, this is my take on Gentleman Jack, especially in reaction to uh, sort of the a lot of the fandom's uh, obsession with and romanticization of the Anns. Um, I very much feel that. Okay, I mean, spoiler alert: we know they end up together because that's just the historical fact. Um. I don't feel like this is a great love affair. Um, I think that the show shows us uh, that Ann Lister is very much going about this in the way a man at the time would. This is a, an advantageous match for both of them. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so glad you're saying that <laughs> because. Um, and I'm not. I'm not the only one who feels this way. Like this is not me being like contrarian or something. You know, it's just I just don't um, like. For me, it's not this great sweeping romantic relationship. But I do think it turns it turns into a more romantic relationship. I think the show shows. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it does. It does really start to affect Ann Lister. Um, yeah, you see her crying and saying she keeps pulling me back in. But, I mean, because she obviously cares for her. 
Yeah, but I think that um, some of the tone of it, especially in her like earlier trying to, you know, make this thing work, it, it is. It's really it's really interesting because she's definitely like calculating. It almost I don't know when we were watching it. I mean, I felt uncomfortable multiple times, you know, and I would think I was supposed to. I don't think that was just me, you know, where I was like, this this feels too overbearing or there's something else underlying it. Um, I don't know, too much manipulation, you know, but that, mm-hmm. I, you know, but that's the that's the story that's being told, you know. How far have you gotten in. into it? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, I could ask Kate. She's right there. Uh, for episode four. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you like, you're sort of about to get to where like, it's kind of tips over into like, there's more of an emotional connection, but I think you're right. I think there are moments where like you almost feel uncomfortable. Just there's like a tension between sort of Anne's practicality and the reality of what she's doing. Yeah. And the, um, and with, you know, the age difference and everything, which is, I'm into it, but you know, if you're speaking about the, the tone of the relationship or whether, you know, it's, you know, purely romantic or not. Um, yeah. I was just, I just, you know, was a little bit like, Oh, this doesn't, this isn't quite right. But I, I, I believe them, but I'm, you know, but I wasn't expecting to feel that way because all I was seeing on the internet was like, oh my God, amazing. They're so, look at this scene and that, and they're making out. And and then when I actually watched it, I was like, <laughs> I mean, I was still enjoying it. I'm, I'm, I'm liking the show and it's interesting, but I, it was a surprise to me. I think it's, there's definitely like a physical connection mm-hmm. uh, between them, but I don't, I just like, this portrayal of Ann Lister, you know, that she's practical, that she's like thinking about these things. I mean, she wants a wife. She honestly wants a wife and she is living in a time where you don't need to love your spouse. Like marriages are made for practical reasons. But but Um, I'm going to reiterate, I think she does fall in love with her. Yes. I agree. She's not there at the beginning, but um, I think she sort of surprises herself by, being so emotionally wrapped up in this she Particularly does she absolutely by like episode six and seven god episode well, six yeah. killed me well and you see it early on because she she has the capacity for that because of the way she's reacting to to her past relationship too why did episode six kill you um just Anne's sort of little speech in bed at the end about how oh my god about how she goes through life and nobody accepts her and she has sort of armored herself against that. And, um, and about how Ann Walker was the closest person to really accepting her. And, Mm. and she cried sort of through it and it made me cry. Mm. Um, I think it's a really relatable moment. Yeah. Oh, there's a ton of relatable moments in this day and age to, to words that she says. Yeah. I think it's, it's amazing sort of how much they reflect, um, sort of modern experiences. Amazing. And sad. Yes. Yes. Uh, That in 2019 we're, I mean, I think any LGBT person watching this, we've, we're all having, 
finding something we relate to. Yes. Hi. Hi, Madeline. Yeah, good morning. Come over here. Come here. Come here. You say good morning. Hi. 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 Did you sleep well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're on vacation, huh? Look, there's mommy. <laughs> I can't find myself. She got up by herself. Oh. Yeah. They're almost getting short for me. Yeah, your, your pajamas are too short for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying, Ash? I was saying, Gosh, um, saying, I was also struck by the way at one point she says, I was born this way, because I think that is yes. such a modern sentiment. Thank you, Lady Gaga. Um, but it, it's also something that's really reflected in the diaries. She really did believe that she was born that way, that it was something intrinsic to her. And it was it was not something she wanted to change. She thought that 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 was exactly how God made her. Yeah. And she, th okay, this is sort of getting into the historical part, but um, my coworker and I were having a conversation about this on Friday. Uh, and my coworker is, is a lesbian. Um, and she was saying how she found it like so uh, sort of odd and refreshing that in 2019, she is really relating to Ann Lister because Ann Lister was, was deeply religious Yes. Yeah. Um, they were actually both, I think, very deeply religious. Part of um, Ann Walker's um, issues, let's say mental mental health problems, yeah. even though they wouldn't have been called that at the time, yeah. were, were reflected in sort of her religious fervor. Yeah. I think if we're, if we're going to talk about, you know, Ann Lister's like practicality in going into this you know initially like without any sort of uh romantic feelings and the thing is I, she's not going into it with any malice like she's going into it you know like i want a marriage i will take care of her we could be good companions for each other yeah no i didn't feel that there was malice per se um i think it was yeah more reflection of you know things are means to an end of a life that she wants and the the I discomfort think also a reflection of modern sentiment. Yeah, well, and 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 just the time frame and knowing because obviously you know that there's trouble to be had. You know, should certain people find out, and there's that tension of like also that going on too. You know, along with these other things. But I think we have to talk about Anne Walker's things. Like these men keep coming up. <laughs> And this idea that she's leading these men on, yeah. And I'm not. I'm not saying she is. Like it, that's obviously very. Like she's she's raped by, you know, her friend's husband just for being friendly with him, and that's just fucking wrong. But then you get you know her brother-in-law's mother saying, "Oh, she kind of led my nephew on." Mm-hmm. Um. Just and it's just because she is. I guess sort of a nice person who is not going to be like, go fuck yourself, get away from me. And yeah. that just, just that by itself is um, sort of a reflection of her interest in these men. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like they're, 
they're both abnormal. And I'm not saying like they're abnormal, but they're abnormal. They do not typify the times in which they are living because, you know, Ann Walker is a basically a wealthy heiress who's single at she's what, 29? Yeah. She's pretty much an old maid. She's definitely an old maid. You know, anyone who wants to marry her is going to do it for well, her money. Let me make it very clear, too, because when, you know, um, Ann Lister's being, you know, asked about her and she says, well, do you think she'd be interested? And she's like, well, she's 29 and she's, you know, she's not married. Do you, yeah, there's there's something happening here. And But the thing is, like any that could have been a man having that conversation, too. Like, it's it's just very practical. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I actually really like the non-romantic aspects of this show. <laughs> oh, Nicole. Yeah. Like Anne running around, like, you know. Oh, getting shit done, man. Oh, yes. Yeah, getting shit like, done, man. Yeah. No, that's more than 50% of it for me, too. I'm like, th- this is fantastic. You, oh, and, and on non-romantic things, I got one gripe and that's that the horses are wrong. The horses are wrong oh in that in that time frame. Not they did not have all those beautiful modern Frisian horses. I know that Hollywood and even British Hollywood freaking loves those things. So do I. I used to ride two of them. They're gorgeous and, and fun horses. But those horses were in Holland at the time. <laughs> those they okay. Catherine had her horse moment. I mean, they're fun, but it's like they're pulling every carriage, and people are even riding them around, and uh, it's not right. There's a lot. England had a ton of horses. They didn't look like that in that in those decades. Done. Andrew, take, take note. note. I love regions. Leave them uh, at once upon a time. I was texting Ash. I think. It was either last night or today. I was like, I really just love every time Anne Lister takes her hat off when she's mad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm really into that. Um, I am also really into her hands. Well, everybody's really into her hands because we're all lesbians. <laughs> yeah. Hello, bisexual. Yes. As Sorry, well. you're bisexual. I f- <laughs> Thank you for there will be no bi erasure here. That is true. Oh, I feel like somebody about that in the last twenty seconds is going to be the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, but uh, yeah, her hands are just really. Um, she uses them a lot. She does, uh, and she's and constantly playing with things. And yes, um, it, I think it reflects beyond. Um, beyond our love of hands it really reflects something about her character well and and about how she's like constantly she's constantly moving and she's constantly i think restraining herself from moving in other ways yes you can tell that that for the actors like the character study of you know her acting choices and how you know who knows how much of that was you know planned out or directing but i mean i don't i think we can all agree she does an amazing amazing job here this is such a absolutely and from what i've heard her sort of previous series dr foster is kind of batshit (laughs) yeah i was gonna Uh, ask if people are now following her around to like everything she's done they are okay of course they Um, are and she's she's very like femme i mean she's not she's not uh queer but like she but still she's just like a very feminine woman um but like she's fucking awesome for this role 
Uh, my coworker and I are also talking about this, how like I, I just find her wildly attractive as an analyster. But like, if I look at pictures of her, I'm like, mm, well, whatever. Yeah. It's one of those, th- there's, there's a few of those for me, you know, where it's like, it's just the character and then I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. We just, all have know. those, which means it's a well done character. Um, I, I was saying Ashley earlier and apologies to if there are any any people who listen to sort of both of our uh, podcasts actually apologies because this will spoil you for the other episode I, I was saying that this is one of the few shows where I watch the title sequence every time oh I always do I really <laughs> I, ju- I, I judge things by theme songs <laughs> it's a good title sequence well, with its, its jaunty music that, yeah. is, that is what yeah, the I closed captioning music. says jaunty music <laughs> oh my god it is jaunty jaunty is the best way to I describe actually it like how some of the music feels a little more modern than the time frame you know they've, they've done a few things to kind of make it pop and bring it up you know into this era too just for for watching enjoyment but it's not that's the great thing about it it's not modern <laughs> at all and period now, and now we get it's to not. listen to ak's music ramblings it's it's to compliment the horse ramblings it's totally appropriate to the place and the time but like the show itself it resonates in the modern era okay i believe you i believe you <laughs> yes <laughs> it's just like i believe you about the horses there we go oh that's why we're friends uh exactly um among other things uh can, let's talk about the fourth wall. Um, yes, I do want to talk about that because that surprised me. Because I, I didn't get spoiled on this thing before I watched it, which was amazing because of the internet. But um, well, and it's this is the way they incorporate the diaries, and I think it. Is, I knew she did it watching, but it's still very like jarring when she first does it. Uh, I came to really like it. There are people who don't. I had to. I, had to I really remind like myself it. that 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 the diaries was why that was happening because. Kate was watching with me and she has no idea of the historical context of this. Um, it's interesting to watch TV with her because she'll give you just the pure, like, person on the street watching something for the first time, you know? Yeah, that's not like a fanish reaction at, at, all. at all. So she's like, what was that? And and I'm like, oh, well, yeah. And so while the show's going on, I'm not like in a pause it to tell her. I'm like, so actually, this is a person who's real and wrote all these things. And she wrote, I'm doing it in like 20 seconds, you know? And I'm like, and so I think that this is their interpretation of that because they're going straight from her work to the whatever. Um, but I had to go through that mental calculus too because I wasn't expecting it. Um, we should have a segment with Kate. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be just as well to just, I'll do it in a minute, pull my kid out here and ask her what she likes to watch and get a resounding Elmo and leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Dan would be game, but he wouldn't be any fun because, like, he's not fanish, but is kind yeah. of a fanboy. Anyway, Actually, no, you um, know what? You would, you could you could get her. There's a few things you could get her to talk about, and she would kind of do a fangirl thing. But they're like stuff we wouldn't normally talk about. Like, she, New Girl was like entirely her jam, <laughs> and um, uh, about a boy, the mini driver. That that oh version of it, that thing when it got canceled, like she was gonna cry. <laughs> Oh she God. watched the first episode okay. of that five times with different people because of because of the Aww. sequence at the end where he makes a little boy happy by coming on and singing his song with him. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, right? It makes sense. But like we're different yeah. types of fans. So um I don't I Ash, I feel like you're more like involved fan like with the actual fandom. Yeah, I don't um, want to hear that because so- I've done I've only just looked at stuff on Tumblr, but I haven't interacted with anything yet. So Oh my God, stop interrupting me. I'm gonna, 
Come on. <laughs> well, I have a specific question. No, you don't. No. Mm-mm. Yes, I do. What I want to know what the consensus is on the fourth wall breaking. Uh, the consensus that I see has been that it, it's really positive. Okay. That everybody loves it when Marion breaks the fourth wall. Oh my god, me too. And and that scene where Ann Walker is like, "What are you looking at?" Oh yeah, <laughs> was fantastic. That apparently is a thing that has also happened on Fleabag, oh. which is um, haven't the watched. Same, sort of like the same um, creator or something, and. Really? Um, I haven't watched it either. I don't know anything okay. about it. Okay. Uh, can we just for a second, for a second, talk about Marion because she's my favorite character. We can absolutely talk about Marion because Marion is fantastic. She's amazing. <laughs> and Why is she amazing for you? I just feel like she doesn't. I feel bad for her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's so mean to her she really is for for most of this though the i don't know if you've gotten there yet the scene where Anne goes traveling at at the end of episode seven no i haven't gotten there i'm i'm in the middle of episode seven she hugs her really tightly right before she leaves and kisses her cheek and it's actually really sweet (laughs) oh good they have Um, a little moment I just, I don't have anything substantive to say. I just really like Marion. Um, and yeah, I just, I love it when she looks at the camera and is like, do you see what I fucking you have to put up with? Yeah. Do you see this bullshit? Yeah. I love that. And I'm like, I see you girl. I see you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't, um, I, I have no particular feelings. So I don't think I've gotten to the points that will make me like her yet. So I'll let you know. Uh, well, I mean, I loved her, the actress too, in Game of Thrones. Um, so anyway, and her but, uh, her fourth wall breaks are much more subtle. There, she's yeah. not talking to the camera or anything like that. She'll just look at look it good. every once in a while. But they're so good. Oh, she's just so good. The actress is so good. Um, yeah. So fanishly, you know, we Ash and I were talking about this earlier. There, there is no portmanteau. Thank fucking god. Yeah. Um, oh, they'll find something. They'll their, do. A, they'll figure it out. No, oh, no, we've got no. something. Yeah, there is something. And get on board, Catherine. And it is there it ones. is Anne's with a parentheses around the last E because Anne Lister's name is spelled A N N E and Anne Walker's name is just spelled A N N. So the fandom name for them is the Anne's with a parentheses around the E. Oh, okay. I wholeheartedly okay. approve yeah. of it. It has the AK endorsement. Yeah, no, that's that's actually quite clever. And uh, congrats on punctuation. Very good. <laughs> Because it's not a portmanteau, which are awful. Yeah, I, I thought it was quite clever too. I may, um, I may have been one of the first people to start using it. Oh, so, so oh, oh, oh so it's all you. <laughs> it is not. It is definitely not all me. But Pat oh yourself God, on the back. Heard it here first. Ah. <laughs> uh. So what is I mean what is the what does this look like financially? It's a lot of gifts. It's a lot of <laughs> yeah. gifts. I would like to say that there is too much tagging of everyone in the Gentleman Jack server. And it annoys me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, wh- but it's a cool server. I I haven't engaged with it much, but it's a cool server. So there are a lot of gifts. Yes, there are a lot of there are a couple of like 
meta essays that have been really interesting um, because it really gets into some of the choices they're making both in relation to the history and just like pure um, like TV analysis, which is really interesting. That's interesting. And I love it because we've talked before about how there's just not as much meta in film slash fandom. Yeah, no, no, there used to be so much more in like, in like, shipper manifestos and all that stuff like well, not, well, yeah it's it's like, <laughs> the shipper manifesto for this is just like watch the show yeah i'm glad we don't have to do well, shipper manifestos that's <laughs> exactly you needed to do those when it wasn't a thing um, you know that was Fem- i mean has also always been kind of lacking in a lot of meta it there's good meta but just not a lot of it but i'm i'm just glad to like i'm happy to see people writing about this but i mean there are people who like this is what they do this is their jobs um so yeah Yeah, i definitely wrote something about (laughs) episode three and about how all of the times anna's down on her knees um because that really struck me in episode three (laughs) yeah i have seen episode episode three episode three is like the proposal episode and she is she is constantly on her knees in that episode so thematically Good job. Yeah. Yeah. No, this it's it's really well done, you know, even being partway through it. It's super good. It's it's the 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 subject matter obviously we're interested in and is important and is good, but it they've done it justice and yeah. Um yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for a second season. Which won't be out until like twenty twenty one. Yeah. Because it takes them so long to film the episodes. It makes sense. Which, I mean, the episodes are gorgeous, so... I will also say I am into the B storyline of... Or maybe it's the C storyline of the... What's his name? The the tenant's kid. Thomas. Oh, yeah. Super, super into that. I love Thomas. Um, So when I was, like, mainlining uh, the first four episodes, (laughs) I kept being like, just feed his dad to the pigs. He's going to feed his dad to the pigs, right? And Ash kept being like, um... Uh, <laughs> and I was real pumped when that happened. Uh, but I'm really into his romance. That's like the romance that I'm like behind. It's so sweet. I know. I know. Catherine, you haven't and gotten there so yet, like, really. Yeah. And like in contrast to Anne's, the Anne's relationship, which is again, like you said, very pragmatic at first. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's still a little bit of that time period pragmatism in there from Anne's influence into yeah, it. Yeah, it's but a puppy the, the actual relationship between the two of them is just, like, pure and sweet. And adorable. And adorable. And I want them to be happy. Yes. And, I mean, you get Anne's influence in there saying, you know, I want my tenants to be married because it makes them more settled. Um, and then sending Marion off. This, I don't know if you've gotten to this in episode seven yet or not, but... She sends Marion off to the daughter's parents, to Washington and her, her mother, to be like, I approve of this match. Thomas is, like, this really noble boy who is, um, like, more than just his birth. And fed his father to the pigs. Uh, and, yes, and fed his father to the he's pigs. He's got some balls. <laughs> um Anyway, uh, yeah, just love this show. Really happy about it. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the rest of it for sure. 
And then if it takes a long time for the second season, that'll suck. But at the same time, it'll be like all new again. Yeah, it'll be such a party. Yeah, when it it'll back. it'll be exciting. Um, I, I foresee a rewatch of season one right before season two comes out. Of oh, course, by, by the entire internet, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we're I'm I'm coming up with this is a new special Pride Month, gentlemen Jack game. Okay, we're gonna, okay, we're gonna end cap on. Uh, what was the first piece of LGBT uh, media that really resonated with you? So media, like book, uh, uh, movie, whatever. Does Xena count? <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Xena doesn't count because even though like almost everyone behind Xena was very um, – very pro Xena Gabrielle, you know, and did what they could. I'm going to say it doesn't count because I'm thinking like explicitly. Okay. You you want something where the characters are like actually out. Yes. Okay. I got, I got mine. I got mine. It's really stereotypical, but it was early was, was the Ellen show, like the original sitcom because her coming out episode happened and it was so early in my figuring things out that I didn't know why it resonated. I just remember it being such a big deal and being interested in that, but not quite knowing why, you know, and then it took a few years to come back around to that. And I know that that's super, I'm sure everybody kind of feels that way. But when you, when I saw this on the outline and I was like, this, this oh God, you know, this is what we're doing. Cause I wasn't exactly scholarly <laughs> about anything. I was like, yeah, no, that's the first time I can remember something on TV. Cause I did watch, I watched the sitcom like before she came out, just like, also naively being young enough not to really know that she was gay at the time, you know, even though it's kind of like, right. obviously like an open, open thing. Um, and then I remember the kind of chatter in my house about it. And, you know, my parents are very liberal. So they were like, but they weren't like sitting me down being like, this is an important cultural moment. Um, <laughs> but although, you know, they might've done that with other things that was kind of their, their thing. <laughs> um, but that, and then kind of, you know, carrying, that all for it's kind of it was like a, a light-hearted way to see something like that when you're younger but at the same time then the shit storm that went on in the media around it was you know my periphery as well um and it, yeah i mean that's that's all i've got that's that's the first one that comes by i'm sure a lot of people have their own moments with that as well and you know, she's, oh God, she's done so much for the community. I once, I once saw her, like she was in the same airport lounge as me for like an hour once. And she, it was her portion, kind of their entourage. I think they were on like the overnight flight to London. And I, she was like talking to people and people were coming up and bringing up their babies. And she was saying, hi, how old are you? You know, she was taking selfies with people. I don't know how she really is in her private life, but at least like, in that level of public, even though that is kind of a semi-private space, because like in those first class lounges, like celebrities can ask to be like put in a private room, you know, and I think Taylor Swift was there that night and she was in a private room. <laughs> um, you, you know, she was kind of doing her public thing for the public, even though it was like 11 o'clock at night at LAX, you know, and I respect the hell out of her for that. I was too chicken shit to go say anything, even though what was going, going through my head the whole time was like, 
I feel like we owe her so much and I want to go tell her that, but I'm sure she hears it all the time. And oh my God, I'm so tired and jet lagged and I need a shower. (laughs) (laughs) And so like to this day, I'm like, if I see her again, I'm going to suck it up. Because I was like hearing their whole conversation because I was like 15 feet away on my laptop. And even the conversation with their friends and stuff was like super pleasant. And it was, you know, Portia's talking about her horses and stuff. And I was like, I want to talk about horses with her. I probably know the people she rides with down in Orange County. Uh, Anyways, yeah, someday. Someday it'll happen again. We'll see. Bye. Hang out at LAX long enough. (laughs) We'll see her to Ash. Um, So this is like not the first bit of like LGBT media I was exposed to. But for some reason, it's something that resonated with me. And I have no idea why. But it was the movie Mm -hmm. Gia. Oh, yeah. yeah, that came to mind, too. And that, yes. like, yeah. it might have been the first explicit thing that I saw because that shower sex scene was yeah. um, super hot. To this, to this day, I can't see a chain link fence the same way. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think for some reason, I mean, I had watched other stuff before that. I had seen But I'm a Cheerleader. I had seen... Um, what the amazing true story of two girls in love mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff like that, that was very prominent in like queer circles in the early two thousands. Uh, but I don't know. Gia just stuck with me. Yeah. The, that I saw all that stuff was like college era. And then the you know, Ellen show was earlier. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I remember um, watching the Ellen show, but for some reason it just, it did not stick with me. It didn't stick with me till later. And then relating back, you know, I kind of figured it out. So <laughs> mine is fan fiction. <laughs> Shut up. See, uh, I don't know that that it, counts. It counts. <laughs> We're gonna have a Why fight. does it count? They're having a fight. We're having a fight. <laughs> Why doesn't it count? Because if Xena doesn't count, then fan fiction about Xena also doesn't count. And I, that's just what I'm saying. But my that other is one is okay. My other one is published or sanctioned fan fiction about Xena. <laughs> that's a fine line. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It was that. It was that lesbian romance novel that we read. Ah, uh, okay. That was basically Xenafic. Yeah, there was a lot of I think early. Um, there was in the romance, like published fic that was basically Xena Ubers. That's what pushed that stripped off. That's what pushed the early two thousand lesbian romance boom. I don't I don't yes. remember what it was called. Do you remember what it was called? I don't remember what it was called. I'm sorry. I really don't remember anything about it except there was a storm. Uh oh tropical storm. Tropical storm. Yes, definitely. That was that was the author of that actually wrote um an episode of Xena. Yes. Oh that counts. So- that counts. Okay. So it was that, and why it resonated for me, and Ash and I were dating at the time, it was in college, I was very, like, didn't know what the fuck was up with my sexuality, and I'd, like, I'd read a lot of Harlequin romances just, you know, because they were, like, laying around, my best friend's mom read them, Um, and for me, it was just, like, something that was so, like, sort of normal, you know, like a, just a rom, like a trashy romance. And it was like, oh, this is just 
okay, this is just like a piece of of life. Like there's lesbian romances too, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and we should say there's still a lot of lesbian romance novels out there that start as fic. That is still a thing that yes. happens. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Sure. Uh, there's a, as we know, there's a lot of mainstream, highly popular novels that start as fic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lesbian romance novels out there that start as fic that are way the fuck better than those. Absolutely. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Stated uh, without extra comment. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Uh, yeah. So I guess we've, we've all had our awe moments. Yeah. Yeah. Time machine stuff. Well, uh, I'm glad we got this together, you guys. Yeah. I, uh, I got to go hiking in a hundred degree heat today. Got to sweat it out. I- I gotta go feed a baby. Sounds good. And f- uh, coming up next, we'll figure it out. I am <laughs> literally all over the world next weekend, and so I think it would be hilarious to record something from like the middle of the night in Vietnam. So let's try and get something together. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, you guys will be the first to know. <laughs> yeah, hooray! <laughs> and uh, come, right. come chat with us on Tumblr. We love you guys. Um, and catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.